Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And here we are. It is Thanksgiving weekend already. Can you believe it? My goodness. Days are flying. I'm still kind of full. I know, but I do love the leftover turkey sandwiches. I tell you, I always buy a bigger turkey than I need because I love those sandwiches. Let's see how you feel about it by next Friday. (laughs) There'll be none left by then. And of course, you know what this means. It means Christmas is right around the corner, December 1st, just a few days away. So if you are thinking about decking those halls, you might be wondering whether you should go with a fresh tree or a fake tree, or if you are going to buy a fresh tree, how do you get the best one? We're going to have some tips on how to do just that coming up in this hour of the program. And along those lines, as you're deciding where exactly you're going to put that tree, it'll probably go in the room that you use the most for all of your family activities so you can actually enjoy it and benefit from its beauty and its sense. I love Christmas. In fact, we are starting to see a new trend that takes the fact into account as new homes are being designed with fewer rooms but more usable space. We're going to tell you more about that home design trend a little later. And if all of that holiday cooking has made a real mess of your kitchen, just think about the places you can't see, like inside your stove's vent hood. Yuck. Chances are you haven't cleaned it in a while, but it's an important chore because it could be a fire hazard, and it certainly is not going to do its job if it's clogged up with grease. So we're going to give you the step-by-step on how to clean that out in just a bit. It's actually pretty easy. Yeah, it's surprisingly easy. And along the lines of helping you clean things, that is what our prize is this hour. We are giving away a bunch of cleaning supplies from CLR. This way you can clean up your Thanksgiving mess. You can prep for the other holidays that are right around the corner. And you know what? If you listen to the show regularly, you know that CLR stands for Calcium, Lime, and Rust. And you've heard us recommend this product so many times. But today you've got a chance to win a prize pack of their most popular products. So give us a call right now. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Call us with your holiday fix-up question. We are here to help. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Sandy in Missouri is dealing with some cracky wallpaper. What can we do for you? Yeah, I've got some 23-year-old vinyl wallpaper Mm -hmm. that at the seams it's separating. And I've tried four different types of adhesive and nothing will keep those edges down, and I want to keep the wallpaper. What can Mm. I do? You know, what ends up happening is the adhesive layer separates from the paper layer, and so you're just kind of dealing with a situation, Sandy, where it very often will delaminate. And being that it's been on the walls for 23 years, you're going to be fighting this now until you decide to replace it. Really? Yeah. I mean, you're, you're kind of, well, I'm trying to tell you in the nicest possible way that you're fighting a losing battle, and after 23 years, you ought to give it up. <laughs> there's lots of options out there. There's, there's, you know, lots and lots of options, 
And I'm sure if you like wallpaper, you can find another beautiful wallpaper to, to replace this with. But you're just going to keep regluing and regluing and regluing. If you get it to stop in one place, it's going to open up somewhere else. So I think at that age, I would definitely think about replacing it. Okay. Well, thank you for the advice. You're welcome, Sandy. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, now we've got Francis on the line calling in from the lovely Virgin Islands. What can we do for you today? My situation is I have a floor that we call down here terrazzo. It's a kind of a granite. Mm-hmm. Right. And I would like to replace it with ceramic tiles. So I'd like to know the best preparation to the floor before the adhesive goes on, if there is any. So you want to take up the terrazzo and replace it with ceramic tile, is that correct? Yeah, you cannot really take it off, I don't think, because it's kind of embedded in the... Oh, I see. Well, yeah, and you certainly can go right on top of it. As long uh, as it's not, you know, you know, falling apart in any way, if you've got a nice, even, smooth surface, as long as there's no big chunks missing. No, there, there is no big chunk missing. My, my problem is, you know, the terrazzo has different little colors. Mm-hmm. Many times you think you have a, a, a piece of dirt or something, you, you, you <laughs> try to get it up and then it's, it's the actual floor, you know? Yeah, yeah. I understand. Well, look, terrazzo is a terrific material. It should be very flat and very solid. There's no reason you can't go right on top of that with the ceramic tile. The thing is, though, you're going to have to make sure you get all of the all of the wax and all of yeah, the Yeah, I was going to say what the finish is on there. All of the finish, not, not even all the finish, but mostly the wax, any wax that's on that floor up. So all I think you really need to do here, Francis, is clean it really, really well. And then I don't see why you can't put the tile adhesive right on top of that and just go from there up. Thank you very much, sir. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. And considering you're in the Virgin Islands, I think we should personally come down there and, and I'm check like, it out. I would be happy to go there and do some work <laughs> myself. When it's all done. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I love to say this. It is the ho-ho home improvement season. (laughs) That's right. If you need some help getting your house ready for the big holiday just weeks away, we can help you do that. But also, if you've got a home improver on your shopping list this holiday season, we can help you pick out a really great gift for them. So give us a call 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Up next, are you decking those holes? Well, if you're torn between a fresh and a fake tree, we've got some tips to help you decide, along with an easy test that you can do when shopping for a fresh tree to help make sure it is the freshest tree possible. That's all coming up after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Thermatrue Doors are Energy Star qualified and provide up to five times the insulation of a wood door. To learn more, visit Thermatrue.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. If you do, we'll help you clean up that home improvement project with a chance at winning a total cleanup package from CLR 
It's the CLR Total Clean Buckets filled with an entire line of household cleaning products. And this is good stuff. It's specially formulated to solve the toughest cleaning problems. We've used it. We love it. We often recommend it. You're going to get the classic calcium lime and rust remover, as well as the brand new stone and stainless steel cleaner, plus several other products to make at least one household chore a lot easier. If you want to win it, pick up the phone and call us right now. You must have a home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT. That's right. Pick up the phone and give us a call. We'd love to hear what you're working on and give you a hand with your projects. And maybe this is the weekend that you're heading out to pick up the family's Christmas tree. So if you are, you've got a big decision to think about whether you get a fresh tree or a fake tree. But you have to remember that whatever type you choose, both kind of come with their own pros and cons. Now, a live tree, it can smell fresh and it can keep your home cleaner because it's going to remove carbon dioxide and replace it with oxygen naturally because it's a living tree. Now, Now, getting a tree from a nearby farm, it also helps your local economy, so it's a win-win there. And they can be broken down into mulch after the holiday. You just have to find out from your town what the pickup schedule is or if you've got to bring that tree somewhere. But it's great because then you go to the park with the kids in the summer and your tree has contributed to the mulch surroundings. Now, the downside of a live tree is that you kind of have to deal with all the needles that are bound to end up everywhere. And then come July, when you pick up the rug, you'll find more. And of course, the watering. And you also need to be careful that it doesn't dry out because if it does, you've got a huge risk of a fire. Now, transporting and disposing of the tree, that's also sometimes a problem, but I'm all for a live tree. Well, if Leslie has talked you out of it, a fake tree can be reused year after year. And i got to tell you, some of the artificial trees we're seeing today, they look just like the real thing. It's getting hard to tell the difference. They're a lot easier to maintain. You don't have to worry about allergies or sap. But you do need a place to store them year after year. Of course, you have to spend a little time putting them together, and they're often made from non-renewable resource plastic, which, of course, we don't like. And there are often no benefits to the economy, as many fake trees are actually made abroad. Now, if you decide to go fresh, here is a quick way to tell how fresh your tree may be. Just do a freshness test by simply bending back a few of the tree's needles with your fingers. Now, if they're fresh those green needles are going to break crisply, just like, say, a carrot. And if it doesn't, then you know it's been sitting around a bit too long and you might want to move on to another supplier. And to keep it alive, no secrets here. As Leslie mentioned, water and plenty of it is the only thing that works. And tell you what won't work. Some of the old wives' tale solutions that are out there, like putting aspirin in the Mm -hmm. tree bucket and stuff like that, doesn't work. Just plenty of water. Water, water, water is all that your tree needs. I'm sure I've shared this with you, but a couple of years ago, my mom swore up and down that she heard that a drop of bleach in the water (laughs) is amazing to keep the tree alive. So she did that. Woke up the next morning and the tree had shed every day. She poisoned her tree. (laughs) So don't do that either. Just water. That's all you need. (laughs) But all you need for the answer to your home improvement project is to call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Michael in Pennsylvania is working on a garage project. Tell us what you're doing. Well, I had a spring, one of those long springs that uh, helped pull the door up. Mm -hmm. And... The spring broke. Okay. And how do I determine what size or what poundage spring I need to replace it with? Usually determined by the height of the door. Uh, A typical 8-foot door spring is around um, 27 inches by 48. In other words, it's 27 compressed and it's 48 extended. Oh, okay. Um, But let me ask you a question about when the spring broke, did it fly off somewhere or did you have a cable running through it? 
No, I had a safety cable through it. Oh, and that's really important. I'm so glad you said that because, you know, if you have a garage, and for those that uh, have garage doors, you ought to look inside your spring and make sure there's a safety cable running all the way through it. Otherwise, you could, you know, you could really get hurt because these things can really be quite powerful when they break. And it's a very good thing, Michael, that you had that cable in there. Were you around when it broke? I just closed the door, and it sounded like a shotgun going Yeah. Off. Wow, really? Right. And uh, luckily, uh, yeah, the cable held. Yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't have a lot of trouble finding this. There's lots of suppliers online. They, I mean, I've seen them in the Home Depot in that aisle where you get, like, weird threaded rods and square metal tube pieces. Like, they're right there. They look really cool, and I always think, what can I make with that? But I know it's for the garage. Yeah. If it's an 8-foot-high door, it's usually a 48-inch spring. And if it's a 7-foot-high door, I think it's 42. I think it's about 6 inches less. But you ought to be able to measure the one that didn't break. Uh-huh. And, and then use those numbers to find a matching one for the other side. Okay, and then should I replace both of them at the same time? Not a bad idea, because if one went, the other one might go shortly, right? Right. And, uh, you know, while you're at it, it's no mu- not much more work to take both of them apart. Just do one at a time, and uh, be very careful. And make sure you put that safety cable back. Right. Okay, well, thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. Pat in Alaska, you've got the Money Pit. How can we help you today? I have older bathtubs. They have um, large uh, um, cracks, you know, chips off of them. Mm-hmm. And I'm wondering where I could buy the, the paint to match it, to fix it to look better. How large are large when you say large? Oh, it's probably uh, just about three inches in narrow. You know, it's not that big. <laughs> hmm. Because generally with like small chips and small little hairline issues, there's a product out there called Porsafix, which um, comes in a variety of, you know, the standard manufacturer neutral colors, like the whites and the creams. And, you know, you're, you're bound to find it, especially if you know the manufacturer, you're able to like really match it. But it's kind of in a nail polish bottle type situation. You have to apply it in layers, you know, put a little bit, let it dry, more, 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 and more. So it's really not great if it's something really large. Now, you can have your bathtub reglazed, which a pro does, can either take it out of the house or comes to the house and does it. It's a stinky process, but it's like very scientific, lots of different steps, and it'll last, you know, for ages and ages. It's not as good as the original glaze, but it does really well. Pretty darn good. Good. Where would I get the Porsifix? Pat, you can find that uh, that product online. Their website for the manufacturer is easy to remember. It's findafix.com, and there's a dash between that. So find-a-fix.com. You click on the bathroom section, and they manufacture the Porsifix. Oh, great. That's wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Now we've got Miles in Indianapolis, Indiana on the line who wants to talk about wood or synthetic wood, I should say. How can we help you? Hey, um, I'm not sure the name of the product, but some of this exterior wood is supposed to be synthetic. I didn't, I'm not sure exactly what it's called, but does it wick water? Well, it depends on what kind of a synthetic product you're talking about. I mean, are you talking about Azac? It's an exterior trim. I'm not sure the name of it, really. Yeah, I think you're talking about AZEK, A-Z-E-K. 
Okay. And it's extruded PVC or air cell PVC. And no, it doesn't wick water. It's very, very durable. It's not organic, so it doesn't rot. It cuts, though, like wood and finishes like wood, so it looks mm-hmm. great. Uh, and I think it's a good product. I actually put some on a building on my property that we had a real problem with carpenter bees. And so I took down the pine trim and I put up the Azac, and it's looked perfect ever since. Cool. And never rot, never decayed, and the bees swarm around it, but they can't quite figure out why they can't eat it. So it looks just like wood. It certainly does. Okay. Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. It's a good product. AZEK.com is their website. Miles, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right. Now we're going to chat with Andrew from Austin, Texas, who's got a story about his bathroom. Hi. Hey, Andrew. Welcome to the program. So what's going on with your bathroom? Well, we, um, our, our old house, we had a um, uh, remodeling project where we wanted to put some wainscoting up okay. around the outside. We found a do-it-yourself kit. But unfortunately, they didn't tell you any uh, method for applying it to your wall. <laughs> and I started off with a, uh, an inexpensive uh, adhesive that didn't work very well. I wound up redoing some stuff. Okay. And went back and used one of the, uh, the Liquid Nails products with the, uh, the low VOCs. Oh, are you one of our Liquid Nails uh, storytellers? I was one of the storytellers. Well, all right. So, that, so it came out good then, huh? It was a great project. The low VOCs uh, kept the... Uh, the uh, the smell down okay and uh, we sold the house shortly after finishing that project <laughs> was it the project that broke the camel's back you were overdoing your home improvements there well no it was one of those projects we needed to finish up before listing it right and um, matter of fact the bathroom turned up to be a huge success it was it was the last room that everyone came through um, when they viewed the house right and uh, not only did we sell the house in less than 48 hours, we sold wow. it for over asking. Wow. In this market? you got to be kidding me. That's fantastic. So yeah. you really did have a pretty good success story um, uh, with the uh, use of that Liquid Nails product. And, you know, the bathroom is always a good project to do because it has such a great return on investment. And, man, you, you proved that, didn't you? Oh, yeah. The, the new owners, when we went back to, to meet the new owners uh, a little while ago after I think they received one of our packages, um, they couldn't stop commenting on how great the bathroom looked, the fact that you couldn't tell that it was a, a new remodeling project, that it didn't smell like a new remodeling project. Well, maybe you've missed your calling. You should go into the home improvement business here, Andrew. No, no, I'm pretty much done. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, thanks for, uh, thanks for filling us in on it. That's fantastic. I'm glad it all worked out for you. All right, thank you, guys. You're very welcome, Andrew. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Nice to hear from a winner now and again. Yeah, and what a great project. Absolutely. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Well, those ginormous three-car garage, sprawling McMansions sure look great as you're driving by and dreaming about living there one day. But that sure is a lot of space to clean, cool, and heat. So up next, we've got Kevin O'Connor, the host of TV's This Old House, joining us with tips on why smaller and smarter homes are the new trend and how you can use whatever extra space that you might have every single day. And this old house is brought to you by Lumber Liquidators. Lumber Liquidators, hardwood floors for less. Up next, we're going to have some tips to help you keep your stove's vent hood in tip-top shape. If you've been using it a lot lately, we're going to help you clean it after this. On the Money Pit Radio Show Pick up the telephone Fix up your home sweet home By calling 888 Money 
the Money Pit is brought to you by SnowblowersDirect.com. Thinking about getting a snowblower? Check out SnowblowersDirect.com's interactive buying guides, recommendations, and customer reviews. Snowblower experts are available to help you pick the perfect snowblower. Visit SnowblowersDirect.com. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, according to a recent report, the oversized homes known as McMansions are out and smaller homes are in. It's the absolute reverse of a trend that showed the average size of an American home growing every year for the past several decades. Here to tell us more about this housing trend and more is Kevin O'Connor, host of This Old House. Hi, Kevin. Hi, guys. Great to be here. And it used to be that bigger was better, but all that seems to be changing now, including some of the project choices that you guys have taken on in recent years, correct? We are doing a lot of small projects. And I'll tell you, the very first project that I did when I joined the team eight years ago was a Concord Cottage. And in fact, it was the smallest project we did in our 25-year history. It was a little barn on the back of a person's property, and they wanted to create a space for their parents to move in with them so that they could downsize but still stay in the neighborhood and stay close to the family. And at just about 1,000 square feet, we made this beautiful little one-bedroom, um, uh, almost a grandparent suite for them. And there was no shortage of details or comfort in this small space. And we've done a bunch of those um, over the course of the last 8 to 10 years to show that it's really about the quality and not so much the quantity. So, Kevin, there's been an awful lot of changes over the years with the sizes of homes, hasn't there? Yeah, there has. And it's been sort of a, a continuous and relentless march upwards for the last 50 or 60 years in terms of the average size of a home. Think about this. In 1950, the total square feet of the average U.S. home was about 1,000 square feet. And that grew to about 2008 um, to 2,500 square feet. And it's a remarkable change because the house is more than doubled in size. And when you think about it in terms of how much square feet per person, this is, this is the thing that I find most shocking. In 1950, each one of us had about 300 square feet per person in a home. Today, we have about 1,100 square feet per wow. person for home. Yeah, <laughs> is that incredible? Now, think about that. The average square feet per person in 2008 is slightly bigger than the average size of an entire house <laughs> in 1950. Things have changed. And what do we do with all that square footage? We fill, fill it with it, stuff. Fill it with stuff. I need more stuff. So things have definitely changed <laughs> in the last six years. And it's only been recently that the average size of the American home has really leveled off. We aren't seeing the growth that we had over the last few decades. Yeah, and shock of all shocks, we're finding out that we can get along just fine with less space. This is true. So now, if you have aspirations to a home of McMansion proportions, but you really just want to live in something a lot smaller and manageable, how do you sort of best use those spaces where, where you can really get what you want but really live on a smaller scale? Well, best use of those spaces, I think, is the key idea right there, Leslie. You know, the American home that we're so familiar with that has sort of an entry parlor um, or a living room, plus then a family room and a kitchen and all the various things that come with these houses as we know them, we changed the way we live our lives. We live much more open lives now where we share rooms. And there's no reason why we need all of the old rooms that we used to have. And so if you think about how you use the house, before you know it, you're actually eliminating some rooms. You know, the dining room kind of goes away in a lot of people's houses because it's now the kitchen, eat-in kitchen becomes the dining room and kitchen area. But it's interesting if you think about it, you know, you say that we've changed the way we use those rooms. Well, I don't know about your parents, but mine never let me play in the formal dining room, right. the formal living room. So we weren't using the rooms very much back then, but I guess we didn't seem to mind paying for it. <laughs> it's true. And I think we're seeing a lot 
in trending where you're taking one space that's maybe a guest room and doubling it as a home office or home office slash playroom. You're sort of doubling doubling duty, if you will, on these rooms. It shouldn't be a surprise to us that our homes have changed um, because none of us live the lives or work the way we did 60 years ago. And so why should we expect our houses to remain stagnant in terms of how they are used? By changing the way we use these spaces, I think it really frees up our ability to work with the existing space we have without necessarily requiring more space. And let's not forget, it's a whole lot less expensive to heat and cool 1,200 square feet than it is to cool and heat 3,600 square feet. That's just enormous. So what is happening? I mean, we're seeing so many of these ginormous houses out there, and they're not selling, and they're not moving. They're just sitting on the market. What's going to happen to these homes? What's going to become of them? I'll be honest with you. I think it's hard to say. Um, You know, it's, it's one thing to say, well, the ginormous homes aren't selling, but right now, Nothing's selling. That's true. <laughs> Unless you're buying your first-time home and there's a government tax credit out there, really nothing is selling. So I wouldn't pronounce these homes dead. Um, bigger isn't necessarily bad either because we can build a home today at 3,500 square feet and it can be far more efficient than a 1,700-square-foot home that was built 60 years ago just mm-hmm. because we have the technology, the insulation, the mechanical equipment. So I don't think we want to judge the houses by their size only. Um, I think we want to judge the houses by are they useful for us, do they consume um, too much energy, and do they provide the utility that the family is asking for, and no more. And if you've got a family of seven, you need a bigger house than if you've got a family of four. That's just a plain and simple fact. It's really how we use the house as opposed to the absolute size of the house that I think is most important. That's great advice. Kevin O'Connor, host of TV's This Old House. Thanks so much for dropping by the Money Pit. And you can get lots more ideas no matter how big or small your house. We're not going to judge, but visit thisoldhouse.com. And you can watch Kevin and the entire This Old House team on This Old House and Ask This Old House on your local PBS station. And This Old House is brought to you by Lumber Liquidators. Lumber Liquidators, hardwood floors for less. Up next, we're going to have some tips to help you keep your stove's vent hood in tip-top shape. If you've been using it a lot lately, we're going to help you clean it after this. You live in a body pit. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we'd love for you to be part of the Money Pit. So pick up the phone and give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. And one caller that we talk to on the air this hour, you're going to get your home improvement answer, but you're also going to win a great prize. We are giving away a CLR Total Clean Bucket, and it comes filled with an assortment of household cleaning products, which are perfect for this time of year, because face it, most of us do do the majority of our cleaning in November and December <laughs> when we have the most visitors popping by. Yep. Now, CLR products, they're specially formulated to solve the toughest cleaning problems, and you're going to get the classic calcium lime and rust remover, as well as their brand new stone and stainless steel cleaner, plus several other products that are going to make your cleaning chores around your money pit a heck of a lot easier. So give us a call at one 888 Pit for your chance to win. 
888-666-3974. Well, if you've been doing a lot of holiday cooking, you might want to take a look at your stove's vent hood. You know, the filter in your stove's vent hood needs some regular maintenance to keep it clean and working properly. You need to clean standard filters with a degreasing solution followed by warm, soapy water, or easiest, just put it in the top rack of your dishwasher. Now, in units that use the activated charcoal filters, those can't be cleaned. They have to be replaced. And if you're going to replace them, you might want to order a metal filter that can be put into the dishwasher because that's simply the easiest way to care for it. While you're at it, wipe down the entire inside area of that stove vent hood to make sure that it is grease free. I mean, let's face it, you don't do it that often, so you might as well do it, do a thorough job when you do finally getting around to uh, to tackling the whole thing. And once you're done, well, you're going to be good to go when holiday cooking starts up again, which is going to happen very quickly. So do it this weekend. The number is 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Call us right now with your home improvement question. We are here to help. Babette in Texas is calling in with a flooring question. What can we do for you? I wanted to find out what information you have on a lure flooring and the durability and cost effectiveness of doing it yourself. Okay. Well, the cost effectiveness of doing it yourself is, is the easy part because certainly it, it is a do-it-yourself project. If product, if you don't have, uh, it doesn't require a whole lot of skills. Some of it cuts basically with a razor knife. Uh, so it's not, a hard to, it's not a hard project to install. Now, Allure manufactures a couple of different kinds of flooring. One is like a planking style that would be almost similar to a laminate that floats, and the other is a, it's called Traffic Master, I think, and it's a stick-down vinyl. Which one were you looking at? Oh, the first one. Not the stick-down vinyl? No. Okay. Uh, The one that we saw with the display that uh, kind of just kind of slide together and they float. Right. Yeah, and a lot of floors do that today. I mean, laminate floors do it, have done it for quite a while now. And it's a it's a fine way to install a floor. You need to leave a bit of a gap around the outside of the room, which you cover with molding. But uh, it works quite well. The reviews online, though, are mixed. I mean, there's people that love it. And there's people that hate it. It's a very uh, affordably priced product. So yeah, I think it ranges know, from like a dollar to three sixty a square. So I mean, I think it's a, probably a good value for the money. Okay, especially we're going to eventually make the house a rental home. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we weren't real thrilled about investing the money on carpet. Yeah. Because things happen with carpet you can't fix. Right. Of course. Well, i got to tell you, if it's a rental home and you want something that's really going to be durable, I would probably lean towards laminate. Okay. I think laminate floor is going to be a, a lot more durable, especially if you get a commercial-grade laminate. I'd spend a little bit more money now and have that something that's super durable that can really take the spills and the scuffs and the furniture being dragged across it without tearing. You know, Lumber Liquidators is a really good place to shop for that. They've mm-hmm. got a, a big a selection. A huge variety of price points as well. And very good quality product as well. Lumber Liquidators? Mm-hmm. Yes, and you can, go, you can even shop online or you can find a store near you, uh, LumberLiquidators.com. They've been a sponsor of ours now for about a year, and uh, we've had uh, their, their expert president on, Tom Sullivan, a number of times. Very knowledgeable people. I learned a lot uh, about flooring that I didn't know uh, by talking with them, so I'm a, I'm a fan. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. Ron in North Carolina is working on some storage in the basement. How can we help you? Uh, I have some metal shelving units, and under our home we have crawl spaces actually over six feet high, and I would like to secure these metal shelves to the wall, but I'm afraid that if I do it improperly that I'll I will crack the concrete blocks. 
that is actually the foundation to our house. Yeah, I wouldn't worry too terribly much about that. You can use Tapcon hardware for that. You know what a Tapcon bolt is? Yes. Is that the, the same thing that's similar to what they call redheads? Mm, I don't know. Hmm. I've never heard it called that. It's a, it's a brand name, Tapcon, but basically it's a hardened bolt, and it comes with a pilot drill usually in the package, and you pilot drill it out, and then you can screw right into the block with this, and uh, it'll do a great job of holding stuff up. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's really made for this purpose. I've also seen some people, and I've done this myself when dealing with brick and sort of building like a fireplace around. Um, when you drill out the hole and you're ready to screw in or attach whatever you're working with, some people take like a length of wire and, you know, sort of fold it in half so it's like U-shaped and just tuck it into the hole. And as they put in the Tapcon, it sort of acts as like an extra anchor. But I mean, either way it works. Oh, okay. Okay. And you buy those at Lowe's Hardware or Home Depot? Anywhere. Yeah, absolutely. In the fastener aisle. Make sure you get the one that has the drill bit attachment, the uh, the piece that goes with it. Okay. All right, great. Now, we'll try that, and I appreciate you answering my question. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Up next, there's a reason we call it fall, folks, because this is the time of year when all the leaves fall down and clog your gutters. But did you know that there is another sort of yard maintenance issue that creeps up this time of year? It is called artillery fungus, and it looks like little dots. And it can stick to your car, it can stick to your siding, it can stick to your windows, and it's really hard to get rid of. We're going to tell you all about that next. The Money Pit is brought to you by Stanley Tools, your trusted name in quality hand tools. To learn more about their complete line of quality tools and everything for your toolbox, visit stanleytools.com. Where home solutions live, this is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And guess what, you guys? We are do-it-yourselfers, just like you out there. So we are always up to our elbows in some sort of project around our own money pits. If you are wondering what we're actually working on right at this moment or what tips do we have that we can share with you, why not check out our blogs? They're all available right on moneypit.com. Lots of great insight, info, photos that we'd love to share with you. So make sure you check it out today. And while you're on MoneyPit.com, head on over to the community section, post your home improvement question. We will try to answer it, as will the other members of the Money Pit community. We've got one here from Joan in South Carolina who writes that, I've got small brown greenish dots that are beginning to appear on my white car. It's always a white car, isn't it? Of course. (laughs) After a recent repaving of my street. Uh, However, apparently the paving had nothing to do with it because it's been confirmed to be artillery mold. Removal is estimated at around $200 with no guarantee that it would work. Repainting is $1,200. Is there a more economical way to remove it? Well, you could move the car. That would probably (laughs) stop it from forming. Um, First of all, it's actually called artillery fungus. And it's a fungus that forms not from the paving of your street, but usually it forms in mulch beds. And in fact, if you have shredded mulch, which is what most of us have around your house, you get more artillery fungus in shredded mulch than you do when you just use wood chips. So I would take a look around your house, around your foundation perimeter, and if you've got that shredded mulch, think about next spring taking that out and replacing it with wood chips that doesn't have near the fungus issues associated with it. 
Now, say Joan goes and looks outside and finds out, you know, I don't actually have that. Does the fungus become airborne, say, enough to travel from a neighbor's house? Well, it absolutely could, and you may have a bit of an education issue there where you're going to have to talk with your neighbor about what's causing it. But chances are it's not just happening to you. It could be happening to others. Now, in, in terms of getting rid of it, I mean, you should be able to buff this off a painted surface like your car. It becomes a little more difficult on the house. Um, I've seen this stuff really attached to vinyl siding, especially difficult to get it off of that. But you can use a house wash. You can use like an OxyClean or a Jomax or a product like that. Uh, and that should lift it. But the key is you've got to not only get rid of it, but stop it from coming back. And I think that you're going to find that the mulch is the secret to success for uh, making this go away for good. All right. Good luck with cleaning up your, of course, white car. You could always paint it black. And then if this comes back, you'll It'll never match. even notice it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now we have an email from Jeff who writes, I have an old 12 by 12 tile ceiling in a bathroom. The ceiling tiles are starting to sag due to moisture. Gee, you bet. Uh, that sounds terrible in there. Can I drywall over the tile ceiling without removing it? Now, these these sort of ceiling tiles, would that mean it's a suspended ceiling or those are actually attached to like a plaster or a drywall base? Actually, I think he's talking about the, the 12 by 12 fiber tiles that are sort of like uh, tongue and groove or half mm -hmm. lap and you kind of staple them in place. And they're usually on some sort of furring strip. I mean, look, Jeff, you could cover them, but why do that, man? I mean, just take why it down. Why trap in that mold food? Yeah, don't, don't, don't sandwich all the old stuff in there. It's not that hard to pull that stuff down. It's like, it's pretty brittle. It's kind of like tearing apart a cardboard box. Not any more difficult than that. Yeah, you're going to have a lot of staples to pull out, but take it completely out. Make it as clean as possible. Then attach new drywall to that. Screw the drywall in place, tape and spackle, and you'll be good to go. And then you really want to address, though, the issue of the moisture, and that is going to require a vent fan. If you mm -hmm. don't have one, you need to add one. Mm -hmm. And when you do add one, make sure that it's not just dumping all that moist air into your attic. Make sure it's properly vented outside. And if you haven't already picked up that drywall, why not head over to your home center and look for one that's fiberglass-faced. Um, Georgia Pacific makes one called Den's Armor. And the benefit of that is that instead of paper, it's fiberglass. So you sort of remove that mold food right there. And if you haven't bought it already, there's your opportunity to do so. I hope we helped, Jeff. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope it was a great holiday for you and yours. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. You live in a body pit. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.